Good afternoon, good day, good evening, whatever time it may be for you. You are now tuned in to Work in Progress with none other than your favorite independent artist, T-Hawk. You are in for a treat today. I have an amazing up-and-coming R&B singer. He's independent to the heart. I mean, straight to the heart. Amazing material. His music is fire. I want to introduce to a lot of you that have not had a chance to hear him or speak any of his music on some of the stuff that we did during this last ending of summer with an amazing squad. Big ups to Don Fryer sing in the Clean Money Music family. I want to let you know off the rip, this man can sing. I mean, not sing, but sing. You hear me? I would like to introduce to you independent recording music artist, Drew Ryan. Drew Ryan, welcome to my podcast. T-Hawk, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on the podcast. I'll tell you, I got to I gotta send you a check for that intro because that was, I couldn't pay anybody to introduce me better than that. I promise you that. <laughs> thank you, my sister. You got it. You definitely, definitely got it. That's what we do over here. You know, we make sure... We let the stars just be a star, and we let the independent artists be the stars, too, because we all on the same lineup. Amen. So uh, tell them a little Amen. bit about uh, who you are and like what a part of music as far as R&B that you like it so much. Um, sure. So I'm, I'm just a, a guy from uh, Sicklerville, New Jersey. Uh, shout out to my town, Sicklerville. Um, you know, I, I found a love of music just being real young. Um, growing up, you know, in grade school, I was kind of, uh, shy, introverted, to be honest with you, didn't really talk to a whole lot of people, um, picked up music through the violin initially, um, haven't kept up with it as much since then. Um, but after, you know, graduating high school, um, moved into church choirs, you know, um, at the church that I was growing up in, uh, Shallow Apostolic Temple, shout out to them, um, you know, and... The body I was going to was in Williamstown, New Jersey, and you know, I was a part of the uh, men's choir, um, co-director for the women's choir, uh, general choir, children's choir. I was involved in them all, involved with the praise team a little bit, um, you know, and that's where a lot of the basis started off as far as vocally um, putting my gift to use. Um, now, after uh, that, I worked with a group, gospel group out of Island, New Jersey. Um, Big Mo and All United, shout out to Big Mo and All United. And uh, working with that group, uh, I learned a lot, you know, from stage presence to um, really just executing on behalf of the ministry and you know, really operating in that tenor role, um, but also learning the other parts to be able to you know, keep that harmony where it's supposed to be. Uh, and then even after that, I worked with an awesome gentleman who taught me a lot, uh, not in a formal way, but taught me a lot more expanding on harmonies and things. Uh, Mr. Ricky Style, shout out to him. Um, wealth and knowledge and information. I uh, worked with him for like the past 10 years. Um, you know, learned a whole lot. You know, that's who really started to craft my um, my my vocal style as far as uh, just being a solo um, vocalist, I guess you could say. And um Good buddy of mine is like a brother, Timmy Marquise Cole. Shout out to you, bro. Um, he expounded on that even further and then taught me a lot of other things um, about the finesse piece of being a solo um, 
you know, vocalist. Um, but as far as just writing per se, oh man, um, since that started with me, uh, writing poetry in high school and, uh, you know, then poetry turned into, if I put this to music, it becomes spoken word. Uh, but then if I put a vocal style on it, then it becomes a song. And if I do these backgrounds right, um, I can learn how to ad lib even better later. So I started just doing demo tracks and, um, the thing was, you know, in doing demo tracks, like I talked to different people that, uh, could really sing way better than me, taught me stuff around me and the way that they would sing, it didn't match what I wanted to bring forward with it. So I found studios to get to, I found one in particular that I, I liked working with, I hopped up in there. And I brought it forward the way that I, I the best I could at the time. Because um, God has blessed the talent as I've continued to work on it, develop and hone it. Um, so I've come a long way from then. Uh, but I was satisfied back then with what I could initially do. And then I've just grown as I've come a long way since then. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to now. Um, executive produced my own EP. Um, and going the independent route. Nobody's writing for me and telling me what I got to say or how I got to say it. Um, and that's one of the most freeing feelings. And, you know, what I love about you mentioning that is the fact that as an independent artist, I think some people feel as though that the Avenue can be a little bit stressing. It could be a little bit, um, expensive. It can also be a little bit, you know, frustrating because you don't have the access to major labels as far as the plug with the marketing, the radio stations, the podcast stations now, and different uh, outlets. So, you know, a lot of people feel discouraged as independent artists. And I got to tell them, listen, your biggest acceptance in being independent is key. The word itself, independent. You have your own schedule. You get to align yourself with your own connections. You get to build your own repertoire with your own music, with your own um, level as far as where you see yourself where you want to see yourself, and also with the creativity. Because I believe, like you said, which is very important, sometimes when you do deal with major labels, they have a certain song right or a certain song sound or a certain hear of hearing of ear that they want you to be a part of as far as what they feel fits your style and fits your flow. And everybody's yes. not down for certain material of music because that's the whole point of artistry, to be genuinely unique for yourself. And I mean, don't get me wrong, um, give them, I'm going to give them mad props and credit because they've evolved over time where they do hear the artists and they do accept the artists. But even um, industry artists are becoming to branch off as independent because right. the main thing is, which has always been a battling when you're dealing with labels and their control on the music is the masters. And, you know, being that they realize now a lot of independent, a lot of independent artists are already on it, but a lot of industry artists are realizing why the independent realm is going and becoming such a popularity is because when we talk about um, artistry and we talk about music, when you get to keep your masters, that's what the label make money off of. They get a percentage throughout the duration of your existence, you know, even in death. They get existence of, of revenue off of every bit for their percentage from your royalties and your masters because they own the majority of it. You get a piece of it, but they own the majority of it. And that's why, you know, when... Oh, that's, yes, indeed. I agree. It's definitely true. And I think one of the major things with some of the artists industry now, you know, they got a chance to really see um, 
R.I.P. to the late Michael Jackson and big ups yes. to the whole, you know, Jackson 5 and the Jackson's family in general. Um, where we've had the opportunity to grow up on them and, and really listen to their music and know Michael Jackson's story. But to know that he owned his masters and owned a percentage of certain labels at a time where, you know, people had no clue about it. And then, you know, they revealed a lot of these things since he's been deceased. That just to go to show you that when you have a mindset to learn the industry, you will branch off to make sure that a large calculation of what belongs to you belongs to you. And that's key when it comes to why a lot of independent artists will take the time and will let the um, the duration of their success to climb up to get to the top on an industry-recognized level, but with the availability to have everything 100% theirs. And that's key. And, and you know, we're going to get ready to chop it up on that topic today right now as far as channeling greatness. So, okay. um, Drew... Give me a little insight on what you feel as far as, as an independent artist, how you feel you're channeling greatness in your music right now and, and your climb to your musical success. Wow. Um, awesome question. And I guess I have to start with um, simply saying that I don't need to be worldwide or household famous. I just want to make and share relatable music. You know, I don't need to be the next Bruno Mars. I don't need to be the next Neo. I don't need to be the next Chris Brown. Uh, Shout out to all those artists. They're all amazing and, you know, and talented within their own, right? They have their own individual lanes. You know, Neo dances, but he don't dance like Chris Brown, right? Um, You know, Jagged Edge did their thing for their time. Shout out to those brothers. But they're different from Jodeci, who is different from Tate Six and After Seven right. and all those other groups. You know, Commissioned is different from Sounds of Blackness. You right. know what I mean? Right. Right. Everybody's got their own lane while they're all talented and they're not trying to be like the next person. They're just being themselves authentically and organically. Right. And sometimes it takes time to get there. It took me a long time to get there. Um, when it came to that, I was a late bloomer. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. Um, but I came to the realization eventually that, you know, sometimes trying to be like somebody else can get you into a door. However, if there's no original substance behind you to make you not a carbon copy of somebody else, the people who brought you in can put you out just as quick. Facts. Facts. Now, I mean, and, and stay in that pocket. One of the things I want to bring to the table, and I was just mentioning this on my interview I had this past uh, evening on yesterday with Mental Impact Radio. Also, something to make sure you chime in with them, um, Drew. They are amazing to get you an interview lined up with them. They have a great platform. Uh, um, you know, okay. it's at Mental Impact underscore radio. You can find them on Instagram. And just shoot the host, Orlando, a DM. He's amazing. The way they do the arrangement over there for the interview just makes you feel comfortable as an artist. But one of the things we touched on is it just uh, was uh, infamous Jada Kiss. Big ups. Shout out to Jada Kiss. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I love their whole squad, the locks. You know what I'm saying? D-Block, you feel me? What I love about uh, what I love about Jada Kiss, you know, and uh, he's he's in this topic today. I mentioned him last night on my pod, on my uh, opening for the um, interview, was that basically, you know, if you sound like him, 
in the industry at a time where they were up and coming, you got signed. And I think that's right. where the issue is and always has been with the industry. You know, you can never get rid, uh, get rid of the originals. The originals are going to always stand firm, stand strong. That's why it's very important as an independent artist, you remember to stay in your lane. Stay in mm-hmm. your craft, stay in your uniqueness, because you're going to have a window where eventually your uniqueness is going to fall right in. And can't nobody sound like you. They can attempt to try, but you still have your own flavor, your own swag. And, uh, you know, back in the day, that's what it really was about. If you sound like a major artist, you know what I'm saying, in any capacity, you was like, I call them the, the um, Millie Vanillies of the game. You got a chance to get in there, get a little single, maybe an EP for a whole album, and then boom, you were just going with the wind. That was your little 10 seconds of fame. But, you know, the originals are still kicking and moving. So, you know, um, shout out, you know what I mean, to just hip-hop as we continue to finish out moving forward for the rest of these months for 2023 for the 50 years of hip-hop. Because, you know, we are in that season where music is inclined. And sometimes as we channeling greatness, we got to remember that it's all about being individually in your own space, your own lane. Yes. You know, I don't pretend to sit here and say, oh, we don't listen to all different genres of music that's in our um, particular genre. Like, I'm quite sure, Drew, like you said, you mentioned some amazing R&B um, groups and individual solo singers. You know, not to say you don't listen to them, but you stay in your own lane. And I agree with that 100%, the same as me. You know, I listen to a lot of hip-hop and different variations, but I stay in my own lane. Like, I don't cross in to try to blend uh, a sound that's going to fit with the next uh, uh, you know, original artist is already in the industry. And that's key. I think a lot of us, we fall short of the realization that, you know, being great does not mean that you have to be um, original like the rest. What it means is that you have to be your own individual original. That means yes. that when they click on your sound, no matter if they compare it to 15 other people that's in the industry, it's still your sound. It's still your critique. It's still your uniqueness. And it's still your original. And I think that's key. And, you know, um, when we're channeling greatness, it comes with great responsibility. Because, you know, just to be able to do music does not mean that you have talent. It just means that you great your grace to be able to do it. But talent comes with a lot of more things behind the scenes. I'm talking about, you know, when we're dealing with marketing, when we're dealing with discipline, when we're dealing with uh, scheduling of different events, making sure you're prompt and on time and there prepared to get it in rehearsals. Because don't think you're just going to pop up to a venue and perform and you're going to sound great. No, there's rehearsal sessions to make sure that you sound great before you actually hit the main mega stage. You know, um, just getting to situation as far as traveling arranging things as far as uh, frequent flyer miles for flights, making sure you got different rewards programs if you're traveling between trains and buses. If you're driving, making sure your mechanics on your car is running right because the key is if you are being booked, you want to oblige by the time to be there. You know what I mean? As they always say, if you're on time, then you're late. So you want to be there before time. Exactly. You know, you want to be there before time. Uh, really prep to see what, what it's going to be about. Like one of the things I love about my podcast is everybody that comes on, 
I set them up what we're going to do before we set the podcast going. This way, you know, right. they already have it executed, how we're going to run it, how I'm going to have it going. And that's just to show you discipline. And I do that every episode, even with myself. Like before, uh, I go mm-hmm. in and do a little segment just to give some gems on my on this podcast that's mine, myself. I'll just yeah, get my mind right, figure out what I really want to talk about, and then I just jump on and make it happen. But we have to have, you know what I mean, what we call pre-preparation. And that's also yes. a part of channeling greatness as and, you know, as any artist in any realm of any artistry, whether you're doing um entertainment, whether you're doing acting, whether you're doing dance, whether you're doing arts itself, everything has its own criteria of responsibility that you are supposed to be, you know, prepared and at all times ready to go. Because you know oh, you're so right. Oh, definitely, definitely. So so Talk a little bit about how you get yourself uh, ready to go in, in, in the zone prior to you having an amazing show or uh, a booking for a show. Uh, so what I personally do is uh, when I'm riding around um, or even when I'm just at home, you know, in, in my ear is my own music and it's not a vanity thing. It's just making sure that if I hear a song differently than how I recorded it, that I remember how I felt in that moment so that I can bring it to the people a different way. Nice. Because they already have the record, you know, through Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music, Google Play Music, you know, to be able to listen to it at will. Or if I happen to, you know, sneak into the uh, I sound like your favorite artist type of thing, right? So I have my music playing to keep my music fresh because every so often, if you don't listen to your own music, you might forget a word or two or how a line's supposed to go. True. So I keep that in my head on a regular basis. Um, You know, because some of the songs that I have I wrote ten years ago. Yeah. So I keep them fresh, even though I wrote them. Sometimes, if I don't listen to it for a while, I can forget it. Right. But another thing I do in being prepared for a show is I get an idea of when is sound check. Because soundcheck lets me have an idea of what the levels on the microphone are, what my range is, if it's a wireless mic, you know, how I can really interact with the crowd, be it between my songs or during my songs, you know, where can I hit this particular spot here, Uh, be it with my song Two Step Love, you know, how far out can I go before I go and two step in the crowd with everybody if they're vibing out with me, right? (laughs) you know, um, you know, or, you know, where do the speakers give feedback into the mic if I was to move around on stage a little bit? Right, right. You know, let me know my safe zones so that way my performance is not impacted. Shout out, um, stay right there. Shout out to all the stage people that do the stage setups, the microphones, that range all of the different things for us as far as behind the scenes to have the music mm-hmm. come and sound perfect. You know, we want to, yeah, we want to give y'all a shout out, say thank you all the hard work and dedication y'all do to make it available for us to be the amazing artists that we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and finish letting them know. Oh, of course. And, you know, that's you're so right. Big shout out to all the stage hands. Um, not to, you know, overlook anybody or anything like that because those who help to set us up, you know, have us going, our audio people, our sound engineers, like that's a major important job for any product, you know, production, performance. Right, right. Uh, you know, because if the sound's not right, then it doesn't make the artist look as good as we uh, are supposed to, especially when people are coming and paying to see a show. I agree, amen. Um, yeah, so I mean, being prepared, you know, knowing 
Um, also, knowing what we can and cannot do within our own craft right. um, is is the biggest thing that I can ever put out there or suggest to people to keep in mind. Um, you know, because like you said, you know, shout out to the goat of pop music, uh, the you know um, deceased Mr. Michael Jackson, right? Um, you know, there's certain things that he does vocally. As much as I might want to emulate and imitate, you know, um, with his, you know, and all of that, it's fun to do, but that's not my lane. Right. And knowing what I can do when it comes to my performance, because some stuff, you know, you can't always plan for. Right. You just kind of go with the energy that the people give you. Right. And that is what it is. But knowing what you can do in those moments is so clutch and so crucial uh, because I've seen uh, and also been an artist earlier on in my career where I would go to do something because, you know, we're having a moment, me and the crowd. And the thing I go to do is not something that's in my lane. And sis, I can't tell you how deflating that is to the room um, and how quickly you lose the crowd if you have moments like that. You know, so sticking to what it is that you're capable of. You know, being confident in the things you're capable of, that's what keeps everything going, especially when we come in out presenting this professional. Uh, we got to have a knowledge of what we can do. That's right. Um, and as we reach for greatness, we got to perfect that. Right, right, right. Uh, and like you said, that's where practice uh, and rehearsal comes into play because uh, there are some who will just show up and what people get is what people get. And that's never been my mentality. Um. You know, because every stage is a blessing. That's right. Um, you know, and with my next EP that I'm working on, um, I kind of allude to that in my intro track, um, you know, that I'm grateful for, you know, every opportunity, but I'm careful with the messages that I'm sending. Right. You know, um, and as artists, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, um, you know, in becoming great, you know, there's certain things that we just have to be able to speak on and stand on no matter who might disagree or no matter how much people may have a different opinion. Um, because as famous as Bruno Mars may be, not everybody's a fan of him, but he still goes and does what he does his way. Right. And we have to have that type of boldness, be it that we're, you know, artists within the Christian community, whether we're taking on Christian topics, whether it's, um, you know, being secular with secular topics and things like that. You know, if we're going to be dedicated to our craft, right, we have to be wise enough to know what's good, not just for us, uh, but for our supporters, our friends, our fans, you know, our musical family. And, you know, we got to really just, you know, if we're going to put something out, we got to stand on it. You know, otherwise, if we put something out um, and we don't stand on it, then, uh, you know, within reason, of course. Right. Right. Um, you know, then we can't really be called great. We'll be called wishy-washy. We'll be, you know, we'll be <laughs> someone who just says this just to get attention, clicks, and things like that. And then is off to the next topic, you know, chasing relevancy as opposed to um, just sharing unique authenticity. I agree with that. And, um, you know, hands down, uh, I believe it was an interview with um, Nicki Minaj. And like she mentioned, you know, right now the industry is based on popularity. We all know that. Anything right now as far as entertainment is based on the popularity. You know, who has the popping song, the popping trend, you know, but she still stands on 
authenticity. You know what I mean? Like the authenticness of artistry. And I think that's mm-hmm. what's key. When we stay authentic and uh, we stay in a presentation where we still follow the guidelines of the entertainment, whether it's you as a lyricist, as a hip-hop artist, or whether it's you as a vocalist, as an R&B artist, on and down, etc. You know, when you stay in a level of being authentic, authenticity is important. Because, you know, when we go back into the old ways, because what what I love about music is it fluctuates. So right now we're in a season where music is popping on popularity and trending. But then we'll go back to where everybody wants the lyricists. So, and we want to hear the message in the music. Well, like you said, whether it's secular, whether it's uh, Christian hip hop, etc. Whatever genre falls under, we want to hear the lyrics. And, you know, eventually yes. we're going to go back into that season where the lyrics is going to count and everybody's going to tune in and listen. And you should be authentic in what you're saying. Your message should be powerful no matter what genre it may be. And it should have meaning to it because if you're not relatable to the public or you're not relatable to real life situations as far as good, the bad, or the ugly with people, they're not going to chime in with you. They're not going to tune in. You're going to lose fans and popularity. So, with that being said, I agree with you 100%, Drew, because, you know, I think that right now, popularity may be good. Keep it. But we're in a rotating mm-hmm. season where time always comes back around. You know, it's a revolving door. You know what I mean? What's, what's now won't be down the line. And then what's down the line will come back to now and so forth. It's the cycle. But, you know, you, you, the best thing about an original artist that has that type of talent is you flow with the time. Because time is yes. in, in, in entertainment is always rev, uh, revolving. It's always, you know what I mean, rotating. And that's what keeps you in the pocket with fans and people continuing to support and be a part of your movement and a part of your music because you evolve with the time. You don't stay steadfast in one lane. You don't stay steadfast in one mind frame or in one concept of music writing or, or you know, uh, music information or however you want to do as far as the message. So that's a plus with that. And uh, yes. I think, you know, down the line, as we get better, we will realize that and be more comfortable into the artistry. You know what I mean? Big ups to um, Scarlett. She had an interview recently. I think it was uh, either 94.7 The Block or on, on 105.1 um, FM Radio. And she expressed that, like, you know, um, if she hadn't stayed determined and her grind for her music. She had an amazing story. Uh, I'm not, not going to really talk too much on it because that's a story that I think I need to really chime in to our interview to hear it. But I just want to touch on the essence of it where, like she said, if I didn't stay confident and strong in my music, confident and strong, and, and just knowing that I'm specific in my own craft, specific in what I got to say, and just really, you know what I mean, push myself to know that I can do it and make it, I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know? And sometimes that's key. That's key. Like, I just finished posting up on my morning inspiration. You have to be your own cheerleader. When you're in this yeah. independent lineup for music, you know, you will have to be your own cheerleader. It's not like a label where, you know, the label's cheerleading for you because they already found the A&R that found you, that approved you, that, you know what I mean, made you a brand and said, oh, you are amazing. You know what I mean? So that, right. that confidence changes the game up for you sometimes when you have an entity of people 
and a backing of a, a major um, individual set of individuals that can actually, you know what I mean, make your talents come to light to the world. When you're independent, you have to be that same cheerleader for yourself until you build you that same team. And until you build right. you that same, um, you know, reputation, because reputation is key. You know, when you have that and you have access to stuff, you know, trust and believe me, when you think ain't nobody listening, you think ain't nobody looking, you think ain't nobody paying attention or rooting for you, they are. I have come to learn that you got silent fans that show yes. more support to you than the actual fans you can actually shake a hand on, pass a promo piece of um, uh, paperwork to, clothing line to, CD to, etc. that you can actually see. Some of those silent fans have a lot more impact on showing the love and support for your music organically and, and overall compared to the ones you can actually physically thank, say thank you to, take pictures with, sign autographs for, etc. So, you know, um, it's a mixture of both. And my thing when I tell yes. our independent artists is to just have your head on a swivel, always be ready for what's coming. And prepare your mind to just know that as long as you stay in your lane, you will always channel greatness. I am a piece of mind today and in such greatness of happiness to have had you on my show, Drew Ryan. It was definitely a blessing. And um, before I introduce your song for the Independent Minute on my um, segment for the T-Hawk Work in Progress podcast, let's get them information on how they can follow you. And then we gonna jump right in, and then tell them your name and your song, so they can know uh, what the song is and a little um, back backyard on what made you do the concept of the song itself. And then we gonna jump right into your track. Absolutely. So um, just real quick, I gotta also shout out Remnant Entertainment, DJ Mommy B, um, and Second Chance Clothing, um, Sean Timberlake. I gotta shout them out real quick. Uh, but the name of my song that's going to get played today is called I Need You to Fight. It's the title track for my EP, and there was no title with a deeper meaning um, of the project that I could pick uh, other than this one to be the title track. Um, so the concept is, it has a couple different levels to it. So it depends on where you at with life, uh, right. to be honest, because um, it's speaking to the need to fight for something. And that something is not defined by me, the artist, or by the song being written. The something that needs to be fought for is defined by the listener individually. Um, you know, and it didn't start out that way. It grew to become that. Um, so when I first wrote the song, it was based on saving a relationship. So um, there's some overtones to a relationship that can be heard across the song. But it, it, it grew and it changed and God opened my eyes to a couple of things. Um, you know, in expanding it to different levels, right? Because those of us who know God, uh, as you and I do, right. and then some know deeper, some may not know him as well as we do, because um, there's levels to this, right? Uh, as there are levels to the song. Amen. So being such, um, there's a level to it of being an intercessor on behalf of those who may not know or feel like they can go to God for themselves. Um so it's it's praying out to God, asking him to intercede on behalf of a patient that's on the operating table. There's that aspect to the song. There's the aspect of asking people to fight through depression, to fight through anxiety, to fight through the desire to delete themselves, um, to fight through whatever struggle they got going on, low self-esteem, 
whatever it is that's got them held down from what their purpose and their calling could be or anything that they're holding on to that might be holding them back from having a relationship with God or just getting through to a next level of what their belief system might be. Um, it's a song that says, I need you to fight. You know, I don't know if you can hear me, but I need you to fight. Right. If you're listening, I need you to fight. So whatever your struggle is, like, don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep that hope. Yeah. Know that if you do trust in God, he's going to come through for you. And then if you need something to work out, you know, then hold on to it. You know, things that are worth it. You know, if it's something that's worth it, it's worth fighting for. Yeah. Right. So for anything that you believe is worth it, I'm saying to you as the listener specifically, anytime you hear my song, I need you to fight. Like if somebody's going through a health challenge and they believe they're going to come out on the other side, then I need you to fight. Amen. If you're uncertain of what's going on with, you know, in your life and you just need to hit a certain end point that you know things will get better, then I need you to fight. Yes, yes. You know, If you're not sure whether or not it's going to go left or if it's going to go right, I need you to stand strong and I need you to fight. Mm. You know, The word sometimes says stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, right? Um, so you know, the song is saying, I need you to fight. Whatever level you need this song to hit on, I need you to fight for what it is that you want. You know, if it's a deeper walk with God, amen, God bless you. Fight for that. You know, if it's your health, you know, if if we have more pounds than we want and we want to get to a better place, then let's fight for that. Let's do what we got to do. Let's get in, you know, let's let's get in that position to get what we're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. I need you to fight. Mm -hmm. You know, if we need to be more active, you know, with whatever we're doing, if we need to be more focused, more dedicated, have better time management, then we got to fight ourselves to get that. But whatever it is that's important, I need you to fight. So the song grew from just fighting for a relationship where one person wanted it, the other person, yeah, kind of maybe not so much, you know, into the different levels that I'm proud to say it hits now for each individual listener, depending on where they are. All right. And get them information on where they can find you as far as social media. Uh, so on all social media, the brand is consistent. Is Drew like and Drew Hill D R U Ryan R Y A N Music M U S I C. So Drew Ryan Music is the brand on social media, Facebook, um, Twitter, you know SoundCloud. Um, I am on all those. My music streams on Spotify, Title, Google Play, Amazon Music. Um, you know, so I mean if. You know, if any of my music or even this song in particular happens to resonate with you, I don't need to be famous. I just want to make it share relatable music. Amen. So now during T-Hawks Independent Minute, we get ready to let you hear Drew Ryan, I Need You to Fight. Last time I saw your face, last time you said my name, 
never thought you'd leave. I'll never be the same. No. All the good days. Remember all the good times. Even all the little things that ever made you smile. Remember anniversaries. Remember your birthdays. Most of all, I love you and the progress that we made. Don't know if you're listening. I pray you can hear me. If you're listening, I need you to tuning in to work in progress with t-hawk today and being here to hear my special guest in the r&b sensation drew ryan make sure you chime in on all his social platforms as he already provided it to you in the show thank you again for tuning in and until next time have a blessed and glorious day